Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Pugsley Crew Reviews. Today we have a film chosen by our guest, who is Jeff Yard. Um, we <laughs> The film is called Cloud Atlas. I had never watched it until yesterday, and boy was it a film. Um, my very first note, because I only took a few, my very first note for the film was, Wow, three hours, for fuck's sake, Jeff. So, there you go. <laughs> I didn't think it'd be that long. Is there any particular reason why you chose this film? Yeah, I just thought, you know what? How can I make Pez waste three hours of his life? Um, <laughs> no, I, I uh, really enjoyed the book uh, by David Mitchell. Uh, not the comedian, but uh, the author. Uh, so, I thought... Um, I have seen the film ages ago, but I thought it'd be nice mm -hmm. to, to revisit it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, we also have Kerr with us, uh, Kerr9000, uh, for those who are unaware. He's been here for the last two episodes, or so all the episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this film previously, like Jeff? I saw it when it came out. Hmm. could remember very little of it, so it was an almost a fresh watch. Well, I hadn't seen it at all, so for me, it was a fresh watch. Um, how does the book compare to the film, then, Jeff? Um, well, the book is um, sort of... Um, I mean, largely, it's sort of the same themes and, and the, the same sort of um, story beats, but it's sort of written in a different order, so, like, the film sort of interweaves each segment, each of the six segments, mm -hmm. as a book. Uh, it actually starts out with the captain, uh, Hewing, on the boat, um, written in the form of a journal. And that gets found by Frobisher, who reads half of it. And it cuts to Frobisher's letters to Six Smith, which gets picked up by um, the lady, uh, Ray. Um, and she reads those letters. And then her story sort of gets turned into a mystery thriller novel. Which gets picked up by Cavendish, the, the old guy who uh, gets caught in a retirement home. He creates a movie of his experience, which gets watched by uh, Somney, the, the uh, fabricant. And then she sees a movie, and then she has the interview with the archivist, which gets found by the uh, uh, Zachary at the end. And it goes through all of Zachary's segment. Then it goes in reverse chronological order and finishes up each segment. Uh, so it sort of goes from the captain to the uh, composer to the mystery to the uh, old man to the uh, future to the apocalyptic future, and it goes back in reverse order. Oh, that's cool! It sounds a it sounds like it'd be easier to follow than what we got with the film, where it was just bits slapped together in my opinion <laughs> yeah um yeah i think to be honest um i think having read the book previously it does help all over film because you know what's going on but watching a film for the first time i imagine i don't know how you felt about it peasant Kerr, but i imagine it'd be quite difficult to sort of follow all of the different what's going on yeah definitely i agree with um, Kerr. it it's a bit 
disheartening because you get to a point in the story where you're sort of just getting involved and just wanting to know what happens and then it shoots to somebody else and it kind of breaks up your entertainment if that makes sense it it's a bit of a punishing flow at times i guess it sort of feels a bit disjointed yeah perfect word there disjointed because it is it's um it's, it's, uh, like I don't know anything about the book. I, I didn't don't know anything about the film in general. Like I, I haven't locked anything up. I literally watched it for the very first time yesterday, and I thought it was three hours too long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find it a very enjoyable film. I actually found it quite boring. Um, right. Um, there wasn't like there were some inter- There were some bits that entertained. It wasn't like complete shite. There was some things in there that uh, made me laugh more than anything. I, 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 had, I laughed at things more than um, being intrigued by anything. Uh, and most of the time I was like, just, what the fuck is going on? But th- that was literally what I said to the missus, because of course I made my missus watch with me, because I'm nice like that. And, uh, and the only <laughs> she didn't really say much about it, but she said, you know, it's not as bad as some of the films I've made her watch. Like the last film I made her watch, which was... <laughs> actually the last I, I, film i tried to get her to watch was called noah's shark and we watched about five minutes of it and then i made i, I was made to turn her off so oh dear right, so, so wait just to go off a bit i, I know this is a cloud atlas of you but what what does noah's shark entail well we didn't watch much of it but basically it's about a story of noah's ark uh who uh the devil comes in the form of a shark to Noah's son who says that he'll give him whatever if the shark is allowed on Noah's ark to live. So he does that and then Noah finds out, gets angry, pushes his kid, his kid falls, the shark eats him and I didn't get much further than that. But um, I think it's like people trying to retrace the steps of Noah's ark and I guess they come across Noah's shark. It's stupid wow. sounding. <laughs> I was sort of hoping it'd just be like Noah couldn't be asked building an ark, so it's just like gets yeah. a shark instead. No, but I, I, I the, when it was on, it was literally on for like five, ten minutes. I said to the missus, "Why does a shark need to go on the ark? It, it swims in the water." <laughs> the I film I wanted movie. to watch, though, which my missus said she didn't want to watch, was Shark Side of the Moon, which is about sharks on the moon. Oh, wicked! <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't let me watch that. Mean like a. <laughs> she wouldn't let me watch Birdemic two and three with her either. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, we kind of got way off topic. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on the film, Kerr? Did Jeff pick a good film here, or or not? I I'm, I don't really like how quick it flashes back between things. Like I said earlier, you feel like you're finding your feet, starting to enjoy it, and it flicks over to something else. I'm a big fan of the old, like, they call them portmanteau horror films, where it's like three to five stories, but there's a wraparound. Yeah. And I wish they'd done that with this. I wish... I mean, it did have, like, Tom Hanks as an old man sat down telling a story... Um, yeah. You know, you could have started and ended with that and had the five stories, because the, the, obviously the five time periods, and just 
played them out one after another. Then I'd have probably enjoyed that far more because there were parts when I really, really started to get into it. Some of the bits with like the laser gun bike riding, hover bike stuff, that I really enjoyed. Then there was um, the latest in time story where Tom Hanks was the savage and Halle Berry was the sort of, you know, more advanced woman. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed when he got that, that demon talking to him. Yeah. I thought it was great. But the weird one for me is the one where, um, oh, what's his name? Jim Broadbent, yeah. where he's in the nursing home. That, to me, that on its own was the only one of all of them that felt like a comedy film. The others felt quite serious. And I think that pulled out and stretched on its own would make a brilliant comedy film. And the weird thing is the nurse ward manager woman that was played by Hugo Weaving, is it Weaving, Weavering, however you say his name, the guy that was in Matrix. Yeah. When he's a woman, <laughs> don't you think he looks like Julian Clary? <laughs> Honestly, he kind of does actually, but um, for some reason, vocally, uh, when he was doing that voice, it just reminded me of um, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I yeah, went online to check it wasn't Julian Cleary. That's how bad it was for a second. <laughs> uh, to, to, to be honest, I did have a uh, list on Wikipedia of all the actors and actresses and, and what part they play in, in each segment. So it's like, oh, yeah, that, that's who we are. Because they, they do some nice bits with, at, at times, intertwining, like um, Shung and uh, Somni, the, the fabricant and the... Uh, union uh, sort of rebel um, they, they were both playing um, Adam and his wife in the first story when when she's saying that she loved Chong and then it cuts to Adam and Tilda I think but it, they did some nice things having the actors and actresses play different characters in, in each other's segments and linking them through those what did you think of like I, I assume the book is because uh, I like I said I haven't read the book is about maybe um, reincarnation of some kind because it's the same characters but in a diff in a different life if that makes sense which is why they use the same characters I guess is that the case? Um, it, it doesn't really spell it out for you. I think it's sort of implicit, and I, I think the author has also mentioned that that was his intention somewhat that they are sort of reincarnations of the same being, same soul, whatever. Um but yeah, I, I don't think it's sort of explicitly sort of said, um, if that makes sense. What do you think? Because I thought this was really weird. Uh where they use the characters but they put like makeup and what must be prosthetics to make them look Asian or black or white when they were a different race. It, like, the worst for me was when they made the white guys Asian because it looked really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's... Uh, it, it did get some controversy for um, in um, sort of white actors and actresses to, to play East Asian uh, characters. Um, I don't think they used, um, like... White characters to portray black people, so uh, I, I think there was some sort of um, 
controversy a me asian um yeah well there's asian people being these there's the point where what's her name sung sung i can't remember her name now sung you uh somni 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 i don't know where the hell i got that other name from somni the person who plays her uh plays a ginger woman yeah uh, who's white and also Halle Berry plays a white ginger woman. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it goes both ways, and it's it's just odd, odd for me. But yeah, it's, um, reminded me. Hmm? Of like, there's an old Doctor Who Tom Baker episode, The Talons of Wen Chung or something, and yeah. that is like somebody made up to be Chinese with, you know really pulled out eyes and doing the oh so sorry sort of thing yeah and it was like oh yeah i i think the difference there though is uh tom baker's doctor who like i'm not saying it's fine that they did that back then i'm just saying like it was a it was a lot different back then things weren't as yeah, kind of the norm for the time yeah it, it, a lot a lot of it was just use the people you can use and do what you can with them whether they white or not just make them any other race just well, i don't know maybe it's ease or racism or whatever but a film from like 10 years ago it kind of it's kind of uh a bit odd they could have just had different people play different yeah. parts people well, who look I mean, similar old, maybe or something you know i don't know who was made on like three pound fifty and a roll of bako foil? So you've become <laughs> a little bit more slack. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it probably should have just portrayed him with um, actors of, of that nationality, or just change the characters. Um, I, I mean, I, I do get very sort of going to that continuity of, of you know people beings, um, but yeah, I think. Um, he could have done it another way. Like even just having, like, say, the birth mark that spread across certain characters, just having marks appear on characters and mm. having them portrayed by the actors of of that. Yeah. Ethnicity. Yeah. Exactly. That would have done. That would have uh, done uh, a similar kind of um, thing. Done, but I know. I just thought it was weird and. Nah, I, I didn't get it. Um, my missus and me were watching it, and then it got to uh, the ap- apocalyptic future with Halle Berry in it. And uh, she decided to turn around to me and say, why does Halle Berry, well, well, she said she, why does she have a bum hole in her forehead? <laughs> and she said, it's either that or someone stuck a polo under her skin. Oh, dear. So why does she have a bum all in her forehead, Jeff? Um, <laughs> I, I think um, the reason we did it is so that in um, was this film released twenty twelve mm-hmm. in uh, eleven years time, uh, you could discuss it on on your podcast and think <laughs> why does she have a polo on her? For that, Star Trek had already covered Cornish pasties sellotape to your head for different races <laughs> and people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. Is there something actually uh, a reason for that? Is it some sort of technological thing, or did they literally just think they poop out of their heads now? <laughs> I, I, I presume it'd be an aesthetic, perhaps, um, maybe just to show that they're 
more advanced than the sort of natives to uh, to the land. Um, mm. One thing I will say about the apocalyptic future, I didn't understand what they were saying most of the time. Like, the English is very broken, which is fair enough, but like, I just couldn't make out what they were saying anyway. Like, I couldn't, under I couldn't understand the words coming out of their mouths. I don't know if it was the accent they were putting on, but I just didn't have a fucking clue what they were saying. Like, any yeah. other time period, uh, I was fine with. Uh, but that one, for some reason, I was just like, what are they saying? <laughs> Reminded me of Mad Max. Has it beyond Thunderdome with the children? Because I haven't seen the... it for a long time. It was something in this. Tom Hanks said something about, are you spilling me the true true now? And I'm like, I'm sure that's sort of ribbed or very similar to something the kids say in Thunderdome. Is that something I say after a night out? <laughs> <laughs> He's spilling me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I heard the true, true and stuff like that, but it's like very, like I said, broken English, which is, is fine, but for some reason, a lot of the time, I just didn't know what the fuck they were saying. Which is yeah, strange, because they do even weirder accents, not weirder accents, but they do different accents throughout the film, and I was fine with them, but there, I don't know what it was, I just didn't have a clue. Uh, what are your in... thoughts on Tom Hanks throwing a guy off a building? <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, uh, I think Kerr mentioned it actually that the Jim Broadbent story was sort of like a more of a comedy story than than the best. And yeah, I think that bit was just um, dark, but quite funny how it goes about. It's just like. Um, Forgot what it says after, but it makes some sort of quip the, the Irish guy. Yeah, the Irish know, Tom Hanks. This is one of the only films of his own that Tom Hanks apparently enjoys watching. Um, and I think that's probably because he does get to play sort of character parts that he never plays anywhere else. Because like yeah. there, where he's the thug. Name another Tom Hanks film where he's like a. Th fisticuffs sort of baddie. It's just not his usual wheelhouse. No. Usually plays a nice guy. Or a sheriff. One of the two. And I think he's quite good at it. Yeah. I, I quite liked him in that part. Yeah, I wouldn't say I've got any issues with any of the acting so much in the film or, or the characters in themselves. I just think more more than anything, I think the way they broke up the film just wasn't very coherent. I think... One year it was three hours, but because of the amount of story they were trying to tell, even in three hours, that's not long enough. Going if it's it, going from the way they did it, maybe maybe they could have done it the way the book did to um, for over two films, one going forward, ends next one going back. I don't know. I think if they made it now, it'd be a Netflix series of you know six to twelve parts. Yeah, I don't think this is a film. Did they get in enough of the stuff from the book, Jeff, or would you have preferred two films or think one yeah. is enough? I think they... Um, yeah, I think a Netflix series um, might be able to portray it a bit better. Um, I think w the film did... Uh, I mean, it's three hours long, and I think it gets... Um, like it's been a while since I've read the book. 
I know it sort of um, focuses more on, on certain segments than, than others and cuts, I, I guess, some details out of it. I, I can't recall from the top of my head what has been cut because it has been uh, a number of years since I last read the book. But um, for, for the most part, I think we managed to get everything in where, um, you, you know, if, if you've read the book and watch the film you, you'd be satisfied I, it's not really removed anything too important yeah fair enough I, like I'm not reading the book I wouldn't particularly know but thought I'd ask just in case um any any quotes from the films you particularly liked guys oh yeah the, the one I, I thought that was good is the thing is, is I only wrote half of it down uh is the boy is as useful as the clap. And I think he says something like, Burly speaking easily, get rid of him or something. Yeah, but he's easier to get rid of or something yeah. on those lines. At least he'll be easy to get rid of, that's all. I'm. What about you, yeah, guys? What, what, what about you, uh, Kurt? Give us your favourite quote. Two sprained ankles, one crapped rib, official cause of accident listed on the hospital form, pussy. In front of his crotch, it was just like instantly before anything happened. I was like, "Oh, this is going to go south." What's that? Then? And I, when he went off, he held the cat, didn't he, in front of his? Oh crotch. yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the film. Yeah, yeah. Genuinely, I I said to the missus when it happened, I said, "Favorite part of the film now when that cat attacks that guy's junk." <laughs> Couldn't help but laugh. It was rather interesting. What about you, then, Jeff? What was your favorite quote of the film? <laughs> uh, well, I, I did have that um, that one <laughs> noted down. Actually, the. Uh... Official uh, cause of accident listed in the hospital form, pussy. Um, I, I did also have um, near the end when it, it's sort of talking about uh, no matter what you do, um, it won't amount to anything more than a, a single drop in the, a limitless ocean. And um, I think Adam replies, but what is an ocean but a, a multitude of drops? Uh, I, I always enjoyed, I, I think, that quote because it sort of just sums up the... Um, the book for me, I guess that um, you know it's not all just focused on on one entity, but almost like a, a mosaic uh, being put together. Good way to put it, because uh, it does seem to be like every little, not every little thing, but things are put together in a sense by uh, people progressing, and and they all seem to have uh, like a, a similar kind of goal of making things better as well, except for like the doctor guy, the, the, the Tom Hanks doctor guy who's trying to kill the guy for his gold! <laughs> <laughs> and I will never get over Woody saying the N-word. Yeah, it's um, I, I mean, it all, all seems to like focus on various forms of uh, oppression, I guess, throughout each of the six segments. Um mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I like the themes and that are interesting. I just like because cause it was a bit disjointed. It, it was kind of hard to get into for me. Um, but like the the story there is pretty good, so maybe I should just look at the book. Maybe that way would be better. But now I've seen the film, I don't know if there's any point. <laughs> <laughs> 
reckon you'd have enjoyed the film more if it is less segments being intertwined, like maybe two or three. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it would have been better to do that, or if maybe if they just followed the the book, where it's like you follow half of each story and then you follow the other half afterwards. I think it might be a bit more interesting there than uh, switching back and forth constantly. It, it, it's weird going from like loads of different time zones. At least to me, it was anyway. Yeah, I think it was a bit a clumsy, like. Felt clumsy. But yeah, what do but... I know? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think this film itself got quite a, a bit of a mixed reception. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it was ambitious and, um, you know, it tried to... Uh, and I believe this was, um, if, if not independently funded, certainly not, not sort of backed... Um, fully, so yeah, it's classed as an independent film, right? Really? Uh, yeah. Looks like it's got a fucking high budget. I think it's one of, if not the highest budgeted independent films, or something. Uh, it took four years in development, and basically, from what I understand, the whole thing would have fell on its arse if not for Tom Hanks. Right. He, went across and started filming before anybody else big and famous. And he was like the actor who believed in it the most, who sort of pushed his support for it. And mm. apparently um, Ian McKellen and James McAvoy, I think it were, were offered parts and turned it down. No, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Definitely seems like a, a very good uh, passion project took by the directors and, and the actors who did believe in it, even if it didn't sort of turn out a, a commercial success. Yeah, like, like I said, I don't, th- I, I don't think it's a bad film per se, I just think for me, the way it's edited, the, the way the stories intertwine, uh, like it just seems quite random and a bit well, as as you said earlier, disjointed. It just doesn't it doesn't feel organic in the way the story is told to me. If that makes sense, so I think maybe it being done in a different order, like maybe the box order or something, or even if it just went like story to story fully, that may be better than. Whoa, you're in the sixties. Whoa, you're in the eighteen hundreds. Whoa, you're in the seventeen hundreds. Whoa, you're in the twenty twenties. Whoa, you're in the millions. You know, it's just like. You know, I want more than five minutes in one place. Yeah. Because that's how it felt. But yeah, I did like the uh, escapes, escape scene that um, Kerr mentioned. That was uh, good. With the bike chase and everything. That was cool. Yeah, I think it's certainly a well-shot film at, at points, like with the escape scenes. I think that point when they're in like, that underwater tube and he sort of blows up the, the um, upper layer of it, and all the water comes crashing down. I thought that was uh, that looked great. Yeah, I don't think anything else has been filmed quite like it because the whole film was shot with two parallel filming units. One ran by one guy, um, I can't remember his name, but the other one was ran by Lily and Lano. Wachowski, is it pronounced? Yeah, and, and uh, Tom Tyler. 
Mm. They shared no crew members at all. They shared the same cast, but, you know, total different sound guys, lighting guys, everything. And I right. can't think of any other film which is, like, shot by two different teams and then assembled. It's, it's a weird way of doing it. Mm. Maybe another reason why it feels just a bit disjointed to me. Um, the, the Wachowskis was the people behind The Matrix, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thought so. Um, Well, we are coming to the end of the podcast. Uh, Jeff, as you suggested the film, I would like to know, would you recommend this film to our listeners and anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) And anybody else not listening. Exactly. Um, (laughs) If you're listening, um, I'd recommend it. If you're not listening, I wouldn't. Um, And... (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, um, I, I mean, I imagine I've got it fairly cheap on Blu-ray, so yeah, mm. I'd say if you've got it available, give it a watch. Uh, but, you know, just be aware that it's quite a dense film. Um, and, you know, I can understand why why people dislike it, but I think overall I did enjoy it. And what would you rate it of 10? <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, tough. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You put me on the spot. <laughs> I, I give it a peds out of ten. Three. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Koo? Would you recommend this to uh, to anyone? It certainly wouldn't make my list of like a hundred films to recommend people watch before they die or anything. <laughs> um, I can think of a lot of things that push ahead of this. Yeah, same. Maybe even recommend it to film students for being, you know, so interestingly shot. And I think you could pick up pointers of what to do and what to not do from it. So it it's you... a mixed film. Yeah, no, I get that. What would you uh, rate it out of ten? I'm going to be really fair to it, I think, with this. And I'm going to rate it 6 out of 10. That's, because that, that is fair. Yeah, there's, there's good stuff there. And, you know, I'm not going to crap all over it because I'm sure we'll watch much, much worse things. And I certainly have watched much worse things. Yeah, same here. A shock. I was going to say, would, would you say this film's better or worse than Noah's Shark? From what I've seen in Noah's Shark, this film is much better. I was actually going to give this a 6 out of 10 myself. Um, just need to know what Jeff's is so I can like tally up the numbers and, and then add it to the end of the stuff. Like, but, uh, I, 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 I would actually recommend this because uh, like I don't think it's like super interesting, but I think some of the stuff that happens in this, especially considering it's an independent film, um, I think that um, it's it got some interesting aspects. Uh, it's it's well shot, and you see boobies, so you know. <laughs> yeah, Pets was gonna rate it two out of ten. Apart from that, um, well, if I was yeah, gonna rate it for boobies, it'd be four out of ten instead of two out of ten because you see two boobies. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll go give it a maybe a seven out of ten. 7 out of 10, right. So I'll start out of 30. We'll just go 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. 
<laughs> It'd be so much easier if we've got six. Nah, I'm only joking. <laughs> six and a third. <laughs> I go for seven point three five. Okay. Um we round that down to three. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, that is going to be us. Um, uh, thank you, Jeff, for the film and uh, taking part. Again, Kurt, thank you so much as well. Um, that is going to be us. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> goodbye. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. Nice to have you both on. Pleasure talking to you. Whoever's picking the next film better pick a shorter one. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Doomspoon? Zombievers better not be three hours long. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hey. Bye. And for what? For what? No matter what you do, it will never amount to anything more than a single drop in a limitless ocean. What is an ocean but a multitude of drops?